Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 135 at Edmonton. This text comes in from uh, Prob. He says, Bob. Can you find a way to make Kevin Weeks a regular guest on the show? He was an awesome guy and truly uh, and showed true class. That one comes to us for Prov. Again, you can text us, 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Kate, uh, this text comes in saying, uh, KW has always been a great analyst, uh, especially when it comes to goaltending. Uh, lots of uh, sparky. Kev has texted the show. What a killer conversation with Kevin Weeks. Love that guy. His excitement for the orders gets me pumped. Well, I think that Kevin's a, uh, certainly a big fan of uh, sort of the history and the context of the orders organization, which helps along the way. Steve Coolius is another guy, by the way, Toronto-based guy um, that's always had a lot of time for the Edmonton Oilers. It is 136 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Uh, we will tell you that during the season, all season long, the Oilers Now Injury Reports brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Uh, Trent Brown, Jim Brown, and the gang of James H. Brown want you to stay safe and stay positive during these challenging times. All right. We welcome back to the show, Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. Hello, Reed. How are you doing? Bob, great to be on with you. Really enjoyed listening to Kevin Weeks. Not surprised to hear you're getting positive feedback. And I think that Kevin's very well spoken. And I think when we go through crises like these, and unfortunately we have a couple going on in the world right now, yeah. it's important to listen. And and I know sometimes athletes, you know, I, I get the sentiment sometimes, well, why does these athletes shouldn't have political opinions? Well, why is Kaepernick kneeling? But they because of their fame as athletes, sometimes that allows them a, a voice to speak out. And I, I don't think they're obligated to do it, but I, but I understand that some of them do have important things to say. And thank goodness Kevin Weeks isn't afraid to speak out or, or doesn't think because he's an athlete that, that he, sh- he shouldn't get involved because I think his message and his experiences are really important and really relevant and that's the type of person that we got to be listening to and be considering of, of what they have to say so a great yeah. interview man 
Well, yeah, tough, uh, tough act to follow after that as well, Reid, may I add. Uh, but a, a great guy to uh, deal with. And during the course of the season, uh, I'll get a, a text out of the blue. And I, I, you know, I just, I just wish we got a chance to watch more NHL Network because we got some really good, like people don't get to watch Brian Watt and see what he does on the show or what Kevin does on their show. Uh, another guy, Ken Danica, who works the Devils broadcast. Very good, uh, very good analysts, uh, in their own rights. Uh, on the NHL Network, hey uh, Reed, I, 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 I you, as you're watching what transpired over the weekend, do you think that changes anything at all in terms of American cities as potential uh, hub host locations because of the protests? I, I think it has to, and and I realize for hockey we're probably still are three weeks away from naming a hub city, but everything the NHL has said, and certainly Bettman and Daly reinforced it last Tuesday when they did their media availabilities, is that safety is the most important thing here. Now, this obviously, the, the situation with George Floyd and the protests had not escalated to to where it's at right now. Everything they were saying was about the pandemic, but they want players to be safe. I, th- I think they want fans and the, and the public to be safe. And when I, I, I mean, fr- uh, was it Friday night? or so I can't remember what evening, but the night the police station was on fire in Minneapolis. Like, I'm yeah. turning that on, on, on television, and I'm thinking these are images from a war-torn nation. And, and it's happening in the United States. I mean, that's that's what it looked like. And obviously, Minneapolis-St. Paul was one of the final 10 candidates. Now, maybe in, in a few weeks, this is going to subside. But, I mean, there, there's clearly some forces at work here that want to cause destruction and want to cause damage. And athletes b- bussing to a rink or, or you know, perhaps having to, to go out, outside for a little bit. That, to me, that's that's something that unfortunately it could be targeted and could be identified as a way to create chaos, chaos and anarchy. I mean, I hope it doesn't come down to that. I, I hope that when the decision is made, it's based on the hockey facilities, the back of house stuff we've been talking about, and obviously the COVID numbers, which is an advantage for Edmonton still, despite a little bit of bump there on Saturday. But but yeah, I mean, that's that's that to me that would be a, a frightening situation to go into for the national hockey league where there's rioting and and where there is destruction and where I think there's, you know, I think probably a relatively small group of people, but people in these, in these groups who, who just want to cause damage and just want to hurt people and, and maybe doing something to an NHL team uh, would be something that they would want to do. So I, I think I, I can't, Bob, correct me if I'm wrong. I can't see how the NHL couldn't consider it. Like they would have to look at that yeah. and say, okay, safety. It's it's not just about the virus anymore. There's a whole other angle to it. Yeah. Well, you know, Reed, I'll, I'll share this with you. There are certain situations based upon where teams stay, uh, where teams have police escorts, and it's recommended due to uh, travel limitations. And so let's, you know, if if you're staying forty minutes, like like the arena in Sunrise in Florida. If you're not staying at, there's one hotel in Sunrise. If you don't stay there and you, su- you decide to stay in Fort Lauderdale or Miami, they'll NHL organization or the NHL will recommend that you have a take you take a police escort. Same thing if you're uh, in Ma- uh, in Malibu in California, you got and you're going to play at the Staples Center. However, what I will share with everybody is that when we were in St. Louis in 2014. Uh, during that season, uh, the Ferguson riots were taking place, and we did have a police escort. Uh, so there's some history there, but uh, it was, you know, it's a little bit 
different of an experience. Usually you're sort of just in some of the arenas, you're right next to the arena. You can walk literally, you know, when, when the team's in St. Paul, Minnesota, we walk across a park and you're, or you can walk right underneath and you're basically in the facility. Um, and by the way, on Thursday night when the protest was taking place in St. Paul, it was right in front of the XL Energy Center. Reed Wilkins joining us. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. So interesting point. Hey, uh, what do you think the the pivotal moment was? You know, just just uh, as we the, the Oilers regular season's officially completed. Reed, you did the show on Monday. Um, Oilers are where they are. What do you think the pivotal moment of the year was for Edmonton in the regular season? That's a good question, Bob, because like there were a lot of great moments and a lot of fun games. And obviously the, the 8-3 went over Calgary with the goaltender fight and Edmonton just dominating most of that game, especially the second period, tying a club record for, for shots on goal. I mean, that's that's the game of the year. I mean, that's the highlight that's getting played for years. You know, we both have the the Jack audio in in our intros and and used as promos. Like that, that was such an epic game, and Edmonton won. There's so many big games, so many exciting games. I look back early the the overtime win against Washington. Neil had a four goal game. Drysaddle's big night against Nashville. But if you're talking pivotal, and to me, where things really changed. And a game that could have sent things going in the other direction, but but the Oilers toughed it out. And, and a player that was big in that game, I'm going to go New Year's Eve against the New York Rangers. I mean, it's 6 nothing for the Oilers. It's, it's a complete laugher. The Rangers get a goal to make it 6-1 late in the second period, and it's like, okay, whatever, that's, that's window dressing. Like, this game is over. And then, you know, two-thirds of the way through the... Well, it was even less than that, Bob, probably halfway through the third period. Oh, wait a minute. It's not over because here, here come the New York Rangers. And that, to, you know, it, that can be debated. What would are the impact of that game if the Oilers lose 7-6 or, or, or blow that lead? I, I guess we'll never know, but that certainly had the potential to be a really crippling game and one that maybe further dealt a blow to the team's confidence because they didn't have a very good December, right? They, and then they came back out of Christmas and right. stunk against Calgary December 27th, maybe their worst effort of the year. And then they made behind. a bunch of, then they called a couple guys up. Exactly. And, and that's the one little moment I'm even going to specify even more. Who did Dave Tippett put out on the ice with the team having been rattled and staggered, seeing a 6 nothing lead go down to 6-5, and he's out in the final minute with the Rangers goalie on the bench, and he intercepts a pass and pulls off a give-and-go and seals it with an empty netter, and that's Kyler Yamamoto. And a lot of coaches wouldn't even think about putting the guy up from the AHL out in that situation. And I remember Tippett said after the game, well, he played in that situation with the Condors, so he's got to be able to handle it here. And a lot of coaches still wouldn't have done that, I think, even if a player had shown success doing that role in in the American Reed, Hockey League. So that game, that moment, really big for me. Reed, we were in Detroit, okay? And it was at the end of October, I believe. Maybe early November. Uh, so whenever we we'd have... Brandon, can you look it up online when the Oilers were at Detroit? For some reason, I thought it was late October. And I remember watching the Oilers morning skate that day and thinking to myself, Edmonton is too slow. I, I remember thinking they're too slow, and I tweeted out at some point they're going to have to recall uh, recall Connor Yamamoto rather sooner rather than later. And a bunch of guys, you know, called me an idiot and all this stuff. Well, I can tell you when I put that tweet out that day, 
and I got a lot of flack from it, including from a couple of media guys in town over it. I did not envision that I'd be sitting here on June 1st talking about Kyler Yamamoto as a stone-cold mortal lock moving forward as a top-six NHL forward. But he is a stone-cold mortal lock top-six. They can count on him moving forward as a legit top-six option. So he was a huge game-changer until the success they had this season, for me. Yeah, like really confident, just a a persistent, never-quit type of player, you know, smallest player in the league but doesn't play small and bob we we talked so much about having complimentary players for for dry settle mcdavid now maybe we're still searching for a a, a appropriate line for mcdavid because a few guys have shuffled in and out and mcdavid missed some time with injury in the second half of the season but certainly i mean dry is an awesome player but i still think yamamoto helped dry and look at nugent hopkins I, i mean back up to you know his point production soared as well when that line was put together. So, you know, we talk a lot about, well, this guy has to drive his own line. He can't drive a line yourself. Like you need at least somebody else on that line with you. And then once that line came together, three skilled players, I I would describe them all as very, um, if you know, is very persistent in their own way with, you know, maybe dry and Nugent Hopkins do it a little differently than Yamamoto. But I mean, that was, even though McDavid wasn't on it, that was the Oilers number one line after new year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, Bob Stoffer with you. Reed Wilkins from inside sports, Brendan Escott back in the six thirty Chad studios. And uh, I, I want to ask you about Mark Pezik who ended up playing forward ah. for Florida. Um, the Oilers have got a guy in Matt Benning that they need to qualify as a uh, right-shot restricted free agent. Mike Green is going to be a UFA. I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. Uh, Mark Pesek would provide a team with a lot of flexibility in the lineup, and he's likely going to have to take a haircut. What do you think is going to happen with him? Well, I don't think he's going to stay with the Panthers. Um, I mean, unless something really unusual happens. I mean, obviously, I mean, you mentioned him playing forward, and he did get a hat trick against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Don't forget that. But he's he's actually played four. When was Florida here, Bob? They were here pretty early in the season. Yeah, and he played forward them. on that road trip. He didn't play forward here, but he they played. I think he the played. Oilers. Bombed them in that game here. Yeah. And, but he, but Sunday he played, afternoon game. That's right. Flores actually had some pretty good games at Rogers Place, but he played forward the previous game against Calgary. So I don't really know like if Quenville sees him as a defenseman. And oddly enough, he's been okay at forward. And I'm always one of these guys that's I, I, like, I'm not a big fan of the changing position suggestion, but maybe with him, there is some flexibility there. Now, I think he's 2.7 million cap hit coming off that. So clearly he's, you know, it's unlikely he would get that, but the the flexibility and the experience, to me, it, it, would might make him an interesting option for the Oilers. I mean, could you, could he be some sort of a hybrid fourth line winger? Yet he still plays depth defense. I, I mean, is he as proficient moving the puck as Matt Benning? I don't know. Um, but maybe he, if, if Benning isn't, and I, you know, I love, we shouldn't talk as if Benning isn't here, but that is a decision the Oilers have to make. Pesic's interesting, and may, and maybe he has to evolve here and be more open-minded to playing forward. I mean, he, I've interviewed him a couple times throughout the year, and he said he wants to play. You want him to, 
the, to be in the lineup any way you want. It's funny because I just double checked his cap number, and they actually list him as right defense and right wing. I don't. Yeah. So I guess they thought he'd play enough to lift there, but he's a player I would look at. I mean, twenty eight years old, and uh, I, I think he's one of those guys. He knows how to be a pro, and, and maybe you get a bit of a utility role out of him. Good stuff. What do you got coming up tonight on Inside Sports? Reed Wilkins. Uh, we're going to have uh, Morley Scott hop on. He talked to the CFL commissioner last week. You'll hear a little bit from Pinball Clemens as well about uh, some of the protests in the States and Black Lives Matter, and we're working on some other stuff too, Bob. Thank you so much for having me, man. All right, Reed. That's Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. Now, the retail world is starting to reopen. Your friends at Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin are hard at work. The entire inventory has been repriced to make it easier for you to get a new Ford. Get up to 18000 off remaining 2019 F-350s. Hurry, there's only a few left, plus Mustangs and Escapes and Explorers and even Rangers on sale. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand by calling 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. When we come back, we'll wrap with a text in this day in Oilers history, which is significant. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Because of somebody that Kevin Weeks mentioned earlier on in the show. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, thanks, Leon. This text comes in saying on our Ashley Five Floors text line, I can't pull stats for the life of me, but didn't Nuge and Yamamoto have one of the highest point per games after the New Year's? They did. They had terrific numbers. And Phil, Fear the Finn, the San Jose Sharks fan, has texted us to say, Bob, as a non-Oiter fan, I find it pathetic how many Oiters fans crap all over Pocklington for selling Gretzky to McDonald in 88. They seem to forget that if it wasn't for Peter buying the Oilers in 1976 and subsequently acquiring the rights to Wayne in 78 from Indianapolis and Nelson Scalbania, the Oilers may not have won as many Stanley Cups, if any. And, and again, I, you know, Peter ran into some trouble in the 80s. He was uh, persona non grata in the eyes of many Oilers fans after the Gretzky sale and the Messier sales of 88 and 91. Um, I, I was, it was great to see the response for him when they celebrated the uh, 30th anniversary of the 1984 championship at 2014 at Rexall Place. That was a special moment. Edmontonians showed a lot of class. Personally, I don't like crapping on anyone. Uh, make fun of yourself. You can do that all the time, except maybe Patrick Waugh. Once in a while, I like to have a little bit of fun at Patrick Waugh. I will say this. Patrick Waugh was a hell of a goalie. 
he also knew he was a hell of a goalie. But thank you uh, for the text, uh, Phil, Fear the uh, Finn fan. A reminder, the best pizza in the city still making a great Royal Pizza. Pizza pasta and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Now Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca. Or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The stopper recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Time for this day in Oilers history. And back at the 630 Ched Studios, here's Brendan Escott. Back in 2000, longtime Oilers general manager and head coach Glenn Sather officially signs with the New York Rangers as general manager, their 10th in franchise history. Slats turned the GM reins in Edmonton over to Kevin Lowe, who had spent the previous two years in coaching roles immediately after his playing days. Lowe would stay GM until the 2008-2009 season when he was promoted to president of hockey ops. Uh, Kevin Lowe, uh, 0506, saw the Edmonton Oilers go to the Stanley Cup final. Of course, the Oilers in 2001 and 2003 lost to Dallas in the first round of the playoffs in six-game series. At that time, uh, probably playing with about 50% of the actual uh, team budget uh, as the Dallas Stars Stars were a big-money team back in those days. Obviously, things changed coming out of the 0405 lockout. Again, Reed Wilkins coming up. Uh, tonight on Inside Sports 7 to 8. The, this is after the global news hour, uh, from 6 to 7. Let's just see here. Oh, I did get it. There we go. Um, we will tell you that, uh, Mark Spector will join us tomorrow, uh, for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Mark will do a full hour on tomorrow's show. We're working on a couple other guests as we speak. This is, uh, as we, uh, set you up for the next show. This is a uh, poignant song from Peter Gabriel, Biko, which uh, somehow seems more appropriate than ever before. Up next, a global news weather and traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jayla and I. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.